1: Well good morning to you, Liz. <laughs> good morning, Deborah.
0: <laughs> How are you? El- Elizabeth <laughs> My husband calls me Elizabeth.
1: When, um, when he was when he's mad or no, when act- he's in the heat of passion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, both. He's, he's passionate in both areas when he's angry, really yeah. Um, but no, he, he calls me Elizabeth and he signs all of the documents and stuff, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. And so I've had to be Elizabeth in a lot of things. And it's, it's funny cause I was just always Liz growing up and yeah. and then he just loves the name Elizabeth. It's a so, beautiful name. so he just, uh, kind of You know, calls me Elizabeth. So it's interesting. I just told my grandson the other day that both of his grandmothers are named Elizabeth. And, you know, mind blown. Yeah. Because I'm Liz and she's Elizabeth. And so he didn't realize that we were both Both actually Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so good morning to you.
1: And I'm Deborah, but nobody calls me Deborah. Not in the heat of passion. Not in anger. No. So...
0: But it's uh, your professional name. You have professional documents. Yes, it is my professional name. Yeah. So. <clears throat> you know, speaking of names, though, <laughs> you have identified as a certain kind of a person. And, and that identification has changed through the years. Yes. I'm not saying you've gone from a man to a woman or something like that. But you have changed identity, as have I. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk a little bit about that today and what that looks like and what that feels like and and how it changes your
1: circle and your bubble. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think I think we're talking kind of spiritual spiritually. Spiritually. Spiritual mm-hmm. identity. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, I really didn't have any kind of spiritual identity. And then when I was 19, I found a Christian identity. Right. Very, very kind of evangelical. Mm-hmm. In the box, we'll say mm-hmm. Christian identity, which served me well for for a long time. And it, you connected to that I, identity, I really did. and you
0: embraced it, and it made you yeah. a better person.
1: I feel like it did. Yeah. I feel like it gave me a purpose. It gave me understanding as to to perhaps why that even though some of the things that happened to me in my childhood that were hard it gave me a sense of that God was going to use those things for good somehow. Mm-hmm. And and it helped me to kind of reconcile some of my relationships and some of the things that happened, and it it, it, it did. It helped me. It gave me kind of a, a place to, it gave me a centeredness of how to look at the world right? and how to look at people and understand that people make mistakes. And it, it really did give me kind of an understanding of we're all human and we're all imperfect and God loves us all and God can use all the crap. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very helpful to me and I embraced it full on. And, um, and raised your children in that tradition. I raised my and... children in that tradition and mm-hmm. I tried to convert my mother and probably another other people. <laughs> 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 and, you know, some things that I maybe wish I wouldn't have tried to do so hard like that but but yeah well and and that goes back to the to
0: the first word one of the first words we said in the first seconds was passion yeah. you know and yeah. when you're passionate about something um you know we both know somebody who sells Mary Kay cosmetics yes we do and she is passionate about the company and about the product. Mm-hmm. And that is awesome. And every time I see her skin, I'm like, yeah. I can see your passion because that's it yeah. it totally works for her. Yeah. And um, that is exactly what it takes to to sell anything or to or to convince anybody to to come into your bubble and
1: into your world. And passion is a good thing to have. Yeah. I it, it you're just you're, remind, <laughs> you're reminding me of when I was pregnant with my daughter, I wanted a rainbow vacuum cleaner. Oh. Do you know what that is? Absolutely. Air, okay. a ra- If you don't know what a rainbow vacuum cleaner is, it is this vacuum that you put water in. And you vacuum and all the dirt goes into the water. And then you just dump the water, like, in your garden. Right. Or And then, and you know, you might have a little heap of things that you have to, like, put into the garbage. But it's a cleaner way to um to vacuum yeah and if you're a vacuum nut like I sort of am and sweeping and things I really wanted one but they were really expensive yeah and so I went to work for the rainbow vac company for about (laughs) six months while I was pregnant (laughs) I was so passionate about that vacuum cleaner that I all I had to do was sell like if I sold like two or three, maybe then yeah. I would have gotten one for free. Okay, right? That okay. was like that kind of thing. Okay. Like you get out there and you, if you sell, well, I sold like twenty of them. Oh, like my gosh! So <laughs> oh my gosh! I had passion for that vacuum yeah. cleaner, Liz. I, I did, and I did. I sold like twenty of them, and then after Carter was born, I. I stopped selling them. But not only but did you I... you got your free one. I got a free one and I made a bunch of money That's selling awesome. them because I believed in it so much yeah. and I wanted one so bad. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the... Passion uh, is a thing. and it, Exactly. And I, I think I've mentioned this before, but when I was young, everybody said, you should be a salesperson. You should be a salesperson because you're so... You could sell ice cubes to the Eskimos. You yeah. could, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And um, I just... The thought of being a salesperson just made me want to just die. Me too. Because I did not want to be the person that walked down the street and, you know, you saw me coming and you thought, oh, she's going to try to sell me something. But... You look, you know, now I'm in the arts, and one of the things I have to do is sell myself. Right. And even that is hard it's, for me. It's tricky. So it's, yeah. very,
1: it's very, very difficult but for it, me. It is easier if you really, really believe in the thing. Like just Correct. going to work for any kind of sales. I mean, but you, if you really believe in the thing, and so... I really did. I I believed and I still believe that if people have a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. it will be helpful to them. Right. I just don't believe anymore that it has to be a Christian quote unquote awakening. Yeah. I I will frame it differently now, but back then, you know, it had to fit in a box. It had to fit. And if it didn't, mm-hmm. it, then it wasn't true salvation. Right. And there were all kinds of of repercussions if it if it was outside that box and a lot of that stuff you and I have talked about on our podcast because you and I both have kind of busted through the box or we're still in process of busting through the box and trying to figure out where we are but but yeah we're both we're both kind of transforming right we we both are we're maybe in a little bit different places but we're both on that same path as are a lot of people if you re- refer back to our, our conversation with Paul Jim, okay, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who are on this path. And um, I'm thankful for my journey and for my paradigm shifts that I've had along along the way. I feel like those have helped me, too. And, and um, I'm sure I'll have more. As I continue to stay open and walk and grow, I'm sure that there'll be more enlightenment. Well, I think that that's
0: the key is being open. And I think a lot of us... Uh, especially if we were raised in the church like I was, mm-hmm. are afraid mm-hmm. of experimenting or experiencing things that are outside of what is normal right. or outside of our box. That is correct. Because there was a lot of talk, especially you know in the in the eighties and stuff. There was the satanic panic and. And in the late 70s, there was all this this spiritual, you know, I don't don't even know the right word to say, the gobbledygook. I don't know. Things that people would tell you, you're going to, if you open your heart and mind to crystals or to this or to that or to whatever, then you're going to open up the pathway for Satan to come in and take hold of you. So there
1: was a lot of fear. There are still people, loving friends of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, we had a big event that you showed up to. Uh-huh, our our right. school had a um, open house. We had an open house and our a student showcase. And on in between on the breaks, <clears throat> we invited our teachers to mm-hmm. to get up and perform. And so I perform pretty regularly with a young man named Vince Warner, and he's a great musician around town here. And uh, we got up and we. We are trying to think on the fly of songs we could do. Well, we do, we do together the song Witchcraft oh, by Frank Sinatra. Okay. Well, I don't know if he didn't write it, but right. I know that he recorded it, and many, many people recorded that song. Right. But I don't know who the composer is. But anyway, there was a person in the audience who, when we started singing that song, is looking at me going... <laughs> like clicking like, their fingers like, like you, you're doing something you, naughty. You should not be singing that song because it says the word witchcraft. Oh. I was like, really?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have a family member that won't say the word dragon fruit um, because of dragon being another name for the devil. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, but you know what? Again, that man is passionate about his faith. He is, and he has a very—he's um, he, inside of a box with his beliefs, but he's inside of a very comfortable box, and, and one that he believes in right. passionately. Right, and
1: and it's—it's it's really not. I I think I used to believe that it was my job to. To break through someone's paradigm, to give them a shift. Right. In other words, you need to become a Christian. Yeah. It's yeah, my yeah. job to do Open that. Open their
0: eyes to the truth, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, right. and
1: I I no longer believe that. There, I. If God's going to do it, it, she will do it, you know? <laughs> with I mean, or without you. I with mean, it, you with or without me. It's not my job. It's my job to be who I was born to be. To be light. And, and it's not my job to try to change you or... Make you believe anything. It's just my job to be the person that I was meant to be on this planet, period and. And wow, and I can hear the yard guys. You can out hear there.
0: the yard guys outside. So sorry <laughs> yeah. about that, listeners. Um, so I remember when I was a little girl. I so I was raised, and we've talked about this before, but I was raised very conservative Seventh-day Adventist faith, and there, we didn't clap in church. We didn't, you know. I remember when drum sets were finally allowed in the church. Uh,
1: I do too. You know,
0: and and the church at large. Yeah. Forget the Seventh-day Adventist yeah. church. but The church you know, at large. The church at large uh, didn't allow drums. And um, so it was a very conservative, quiet Mm -hmm. kind of environment. There was no um, inviting the Holy Spirit to do anything crazy, right? So I had a friend (laughs) whose Uh, dad was an Assemblies of God. Pastor, and so, um, or Pentecostal, it was Pentecostal. And so I went with them, I spent the night with her on a Saturday night, and went to church with her the next day. And that morning we were sitting in the pews, and I remember. They were, you know, slain in the spirit, quote unquote, and there was a lot of speaking in tongues. And, and were you freaked you know, out? I was freaked out, and I started crying. Held me, and you? Um, well, sixth grade, so okay, maybe so eleven, yeah. 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 And uh, so she, of course, thought that I was being filled with the spirit as I'm crying, you know. Oh. And so I, <laughs> oh, I mean, I actually thought that I um you know i started praying god if this is real i'm asking you to take me right now because this i'm terrified <laughs> you know yeah And so I survived that, and then we went home. I went home with them and had lunch, and they served pork chops for lunch, which, as a Seventh-day Adventist, I was mostly vegetarian, but had a very Jewish diet, never ate pork, Mm -hmm. never ate uh, shellfish. You know, there was a lot of food Mm -hmm. that I didn't eat as a Seventh-day Adventist. Right. And so, um, and so I just kind of looked at this food and the, her father, I remember her father saying, um, so what church do you go to? And I said, Seventh-day Adventist. And he said, well, this has been quite a day for you then, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you know what? I think we have some leftover roast beef in the refrigerator. Would you like that? And I said, yes, I would. And he brought me out roast beef because he knew, as he a knew. pastor, he knew what the beliefs and the tenets were of the 7th Adventist faith. So, um, so I definitely had this very small little box. I didn't, you know, there was a, a couple of guys that I dated who were Catholic, and that scared me because yeah. I had been raised to be fearful, if you will, of the Catholic faith. Right. So, um, you know, it, it took a long time for me to, for me to break out of that and to understand spirituality and to understand God mm-hmm. in, in a bigger place. Right. You know, right. that God was bigger than, than yeah. those small yeah. little boxes that we wanted
1: to put him in. So yeah. what about you? Well... I mean, in terms of little boxes, I mean, I'm sure I have many, many little boxes. I mean, as you as you talk, different things come in and come into my mind. But, um, I I think for me, an area where I really, really struggled was with music, like, because I'm a singer and I'm a working singer, right. and so I would have I had conflicts often with people about me. How can you? How can you sing in a bar, right. you know, on Saturday night, and then come in and sing at church on Sunday? How how can you do that? How do you how do you you know justify that? And you know, enough people said that to me that I I did I questioned that. But at the end of the day, I I always felt like I'm the same person. I'm not doing anything right. different. You know, I back then, I mean. I don't even really think I drank. I drank. I drink more now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I—I I mean, it wasn't like I was in. The girl loves her red wine. I do. Let me just say I that. <laughs> yep. But you know, I mean, it wasn't like I was just drinking and singing and then smoking and partying or something. I just was in a band. Doing your job. I Was doing my job, yeah. and you know, I might have had a glass of wine or something, but I was not. I was not doing anything. Right. I didn't feel that was that was. Um, I don't know, against my belief system, and yet people would get on me about it. And I remember when we got hired at a particular church, Greg and I, the, the council people who were talking about it, you know, it was brought up. Well, you know, you know, his, wa- his wife. <laughs> his wife sings his in wife bars. His wife sings in bars, and, you know, and I think someone who was on that council, I think, even said to him, well... How do you know? (laughs) Were you there? (laughs) What were you doing there? Right, right. So, I don't, you know, that was a conflict that I had that, you know, I mean, I had to work that out for myself. I had to work out that if someone was going to challenge me about it, that I would have an answer and, you know, that I could say, well, I'm, you know, does a plumber only work in a Christian? sink you know <laughs> i mean you know i mean we all are in the world, in the world and it yeah. seems like in the arts you know in the in the faith community and if you're an artist if you, there's this weird thing that if you go outside into the world with your art then you're somehow not glorifying god and um, i i I actually felt like I was. Yeah. By doing what I was born to be doing, by being me. Well, if we believe that God, if we believe that God is the
0: creator of all things. He created the the mountains and the oceans and the trees and the people and the I mean he's the creator of everything and look at this ma- majestic amazing creations. Right. And yet we dare to say, you know, we can't produce good art or that if we try to produce some some good art that it's somehow of the devil Right. you know uh, it doesn't a, make sense or you know we say things like well if God's in it you know then it's going to be good well what does that, that even mean not if you have not if you have completely inexperienced people who have no interest in getting better at their craft right. it's not going to be good well, I, our friend Paul even posted on Facebook the other day some thing about God's not dead for or something and said yeah. why why do we keep making such crappy movies? Yeah, you know yeah, why do I Christians keep making such crappy movies? Right. It, crappy in quality. Yeah, yeah. You know when we're representing the God of the universe. Right. You know, it just seems like we, that that we could do better. Yeah, I saw, I I saw those, those posts. And so you had mentioned that you went to some sort of spiritual something with some (laughs) Hollywood star whose name, who will remain nameless for this podcast. Her name will
1: remain (laughs) nameless for this, for this podcast. But I had a very good friend, her and her husband were kind of, um, well, she, and she still, she still is, she still kind of is working in the with the social ID people. I don't I don't know how else to explain it, but this was years ago. And she was trying to break into kind of the Hollywood, but her and her husband were like worship leaders and they did an album and somehow they met this person who's a well-known Hollywood person who at the time was having these church services. I want to say they were on either the cbs lot or the warner brothers lot but you had to drive onto the lot okay, <clears throat> okay. and so be, because i'm a singer and i was part of church stuff i mm. got invited to go and nice. and so i got invited to be a part of this team of people i mean i think there was someone who was in Smokey robinson's band that was in the band and there were you know there were Celebrity type yeah, musician yeah, types yeah. that were muckety mucks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> How fun. How fun. It was. It, it actually was. And, it, you know, it, I went, I probably went down to LA, I don't know, maybe between five and 10 times. I, don't, I couldn't, I can't even right. really remember right. now. Right. I think I blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> but the last time I went, which was the last time I went because kind of like your experience, uh-huh. And I've had a, I've had a handful of these experiences where this whole praying in tongues thing um, was, I fell forced on me. Right. And so I don't, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist because I'm sure that it does. Yeah. You know, right. I, I don't understand that, but I can't tell you honestly that I've had a personal experience and I've always tried to remain when I was in all that. Try to remain open and like, God, if this is really real, if this is really you, then I would want that. And it never happened. It never happened. I never was flooded with some language thing. I mean, I had one experience one time that was in a truck. I was driving a truck to a gig and I'll, where maybe I had one of those experiences, but I wasn't in a church I was driving in a truck. I was driving to a gig. And you were alone. And I was alone in a truck. Okay. In Greg's truck. Right, right. Going to a gig. Okay. At, I think, Belmont Country Club. Okay. And I was parked in the parking lot, and I had a few minutes, and I was listening to music. And I think maybe I had a little experience of that. Yeah. All alone in a truck. Right. Nobody around me. No one forcing me. So, well, I think when spiritual things
0: are are personal like that, then that makes them even more likely to be authentic as opposed to being performative.
1: Exactly. Well, and, you know, the idea behind praying in tongues is like the Holy Spirit's going to, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit and then you're going to be able to pray in tongues all the time. Well, I had it one time in a truck. Yeah. It never happened again. Okay. I, I didn't like try to do it again. It was weird. Yeah. It felt weird, <laughs> you know, but at this church service, so we're going in Hollywood, in Hollywood <laughs> and she's doing her thing and she's, you know, really a great, uh, preacher. Like she was on fire, Wow, you know, and, wow. um, but then they get to the worshipy time and the prayer time. And, you know, there was people that showed up to this service with wheelchairs and things, hopes in hopes of being in hopes of healed, being healed. Oh, and no. and so you know she's doing her thing and she's calling out and she's praying and blah, 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 and, and pointing at people and she came right up to me in all this, she walked right up to me and pulled me off the bandstand and pulled me down and I'm thinking, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening. And had you been personally introduced to her at that point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I had been All to right. her home. Oh okay. All a, right. I have a picture of my daughter when she was like three in her arms. In her, okay, okay. A so sweet. you did know her mm-hmm. personally. Okay. I did. All right. Liz, it was the most horrifying, uncomfortable thing, and I, I did. I just, I just, in my mind, I just fell down to just placate her, oh God! and I just, and I laid there, and because she would, she was going around, and she would, she would point at the person, and she would get him back up, and then she would, and they would fall back down, and I'm like, oh God, just don't let her come back to me, and she did. She came back to me, and there's a guy behind me, and they pick you up, and then it, well, I was done. I never
0: went back. Because you were purposely falling down and stuff because you just wanted to be left
1: alone I, I, as opposed because it, to... It, nothing was actually really happening except for me feeling horrified right. that I was in this environment that made no sense to me, that didn't feel like God, quite right. honestly, whatever God feels like. It didn't feel like my experience of God yeah. at all. Yeah, And it was so uncomfortable that... I ran out of there screaming and I never came back. I never went back. And I don't even know. I don't know whatever happened to her, her ministry. I, I don't, I don't know, you know, whatever happened. But I just was, it just, I, it almost made me feel sick. Wow. I mean, that's. I mean, if I'm to be honest, yeah, which is why we're pulling out our skeletons here right. and dancing with them, it almost made me feel ill and I felt embarrassed that I was even present at a place like that where something like that was going on and I and I watched her call people up and you know, they would like drop their cane and like walk and then and then, you know, had to leave with the cane. It just just ah you know i think that
0: one of the most important things to remember if you're ever in that situation for anyone out there if you're ever in that situation is to just you know meditate on the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. from Galatians and love joy peace um, uh, tolerance you know and so if if something happens mm-hmm. that is not producing those fruits right. if in fact it produces fear or or confusion or terror or or, or nosh, nausea <laughs> nausea <laughs> <laughs> then it's probably not of the holy spirit i mm-hmm. just you know because the, the 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 gifts of the spirit are are very clear and and really any situation that you go through and and i i've gone back to the gifts of the spirit so many times over the last 4 or 5 years as people have you know defended some, you know, certain political leaders and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, but the the fruits of the spirit, does this produce any right. of these fruits? Right. And if so, I'm going to you know, take it in, yeah. or at least look at it again. If not, I have to walk away. I just have to. Yeah. And that's the one brick from my deconstruction journey that I just continue to just kind of hold on to is, you know, this this is how you judge, quote-unquote, a situation, is right. by looking at those fruits.
1: Is this producing any of those fruits? I, I mean... I don't know if it's different for each. In, I mean, I think that's kind of where maybe it did for somebody else. Right, right. And right, and, right. and I think that that's where this gets so tricky and where people start getting upset because my experience for me personally told me that that did not feel right. Mm-hmm. And so someone listening to me who's been in an experience like that and it did feel right to them, they might hear me. Judging them. Right. And I don't want to be that. Right. I don't want to be that person because who am I to know how God operates? I was in another church service one time where someone had a garbage can and they were taking the empty garbage can and they were flinging it up in the air and like, and they were scooping the Holy Spirit and then they were dumping it on people. Scooping the Spirit and, and then they would go like this. You guys can't see me, but I am turning your arms turning upside my, down. Like, so turning, the can upside turning down. turning the can upside down. And the Holy Spirit would fall on the guy, and then he would fall back and flutter around. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> but like <laughs> you said, who are you to decide how the Holy
0: Spirit is going to work? I... I, I because Be- I don't understand right that right and just because you don't understand doesn't mean it's not real that is and correct. it doesn't mean that you're standing in judgment of anything it's just about your personal journey that is and exactly right learning and growing and, and
1: I think that's the point of what we wanted to talk about today is that you know you and I both are clearly kind of in the middle right of I a, think, of some tra- I think we are in the middle <laughs> of some transitioning time and some paradigm shifts and I, you have to be able to go back and look at your own journey and look at the things that that made you feel sick, right? Perhaps, or maybe the things that you know the experience that I had in my truck. Mm-hmm. You know that I didn't. That didn't make me feel sick, and it didn't. Even looking back on it, you're not afraid of that experience. No, I'm not afraid of that experience. Okay, that that has never happened again. Right. I don't know that. I don't know why that happened, but what happened is I was sitting and I had 10 15 minutes to till I had to go in. I got to a little gig early, so I just sat there in the car and I just I don't know what I was doing. I was listening to music and I was I think I was just singing along and I kind of started sort of singing, I'll say in a prayer language. Right, I'll right, call right, it that. Right, right, right. It was it didn't last for very long. I began to cry mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh, is that what that is?" It was it didn't last for hours. It there weren't people watching. It wasn't some crazy thing. Yeah. But it's never happened again. And I don't want to try to make that happen because right. that doesn't feel authentic to me to like try. And I don't even still understand it right to this day. I had another experience. I've had many experiences where people were trying to make me do that. Yeah. Like, you have to do that. And I... Why? People trying
0: to push you in their box, put you into their box.
1: Why do I have to do that? Right. You know, (coughs) and so, I don't know. It's about being on our own journey. We we need to be on our own journeys and be open to new things. And, And so... So real
0: quick before we before we wrap up uh, last month or so was like international day of prayer mm-hmm. and we went to this service together mm-hmm. and you know your choir sang there and stuff but there were many people from many different religious traditions that came up and prayed yes and it was they prayed through song through poetry and they used language that some of us any of us who grew up in traditional Christianity probably had never heard and would, and would feel uncomfortable. Yes. Um, but there was like somebody from the Native tr- uh, Native American tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a, a Jewish a, a Jewish person who who gave this beautiful poetry mm-hmm. type prayer. Um, there was you know a, a a a gay woman who's married and you know heads a church, and. Uh, It was just, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. And to see all of these people coming together, especially in this time of so much unrest Mm -hmm. and so much um, isolation Mm -hmm. and so many people who go to their camps and won't let other people into their
1: camps, Mm
0: -hmm. that was an incredible
1: evening. Well, and so... The woman that you referred to, she's she's agreed to come and be a guest on our podcast. That would be awesome. Her yeah. name is Lily, uh-huh. Re- Reverend Lily. Uh-huh. She's a good friend of mine and yours. Yeah. And um, she heads up a church called Unity uh, Uni- Unity Spiritual Center. And <clears throat> a lot of the folks that end up at a place like Unity come from different I'll say traditional Christian backgrounds, but have found themselves kind of in a place that you and I are finding Broken, ourselves. Hurt, abandoned, those kinds of things. And yeah. and wanting to understand maybe a bigger a bigger definition and a bigger picture of what the God of the universe could look like. Right. Um and so now I've I've started attending the church there and I've actually been part of the music awesome. there. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is that, you know, they talk about Jesus. There's not, it's not like it's, and, and and this is what is so interesting is that in traditional Christian churches, this idea that you could, you know, explore other faith traditions and still maintain your, your connection to God through Jesus Christ, like, it's just this big no-no. Like, you can't meditate and you can't, you know, go to a yoga class and because it's all, you know, it's new agey. You're, right. you're, you're tapping into new agey spiritual things that aren't, that are going to tap you into Satan's right. stuff, like you right, were saying. Right, right. And it's just, it's just so not true, I have discovered in my little journey. It's actually the opposite. It's actually the opposite. What has happened for me is it has brought me closer on mm-hmm. a closer walk mm-hmm. with my tapping in place which is through through Christ mm-hmm. through Jesus because that's that's was my experience when I was 19. Right. You know, I feel like I had an encounter with Jesus. Right. But if I would have been born somewhere else, I may have had an encounter with Buddha or someone else. Correct. And I would still have access the same access that every person on this planet has the ability to access and and I think where I've finally been able to come to this place of Christianity can be so it's it's like it's the popular kids club or something and no you know and it's just it's, I don't even really have the words, and this could make me cry. It just, it makes me angry that it's so inclusive and, you know, elitist. And if you don't walk and talk and blah, 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 all that stuff, it's... I just, I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah. I would way rather go to a church where there's a gay pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
0: well, it- I think you said the thing, the most important part of that is that if we were born in another country, in another part of the world, our spiritual journey would look very, very different. But we would still be us Having a spiritual experience. Having a spiritual experience. And if we truly, as American Christians, believe that John 3.16 is true, that God loved the whole world so much that he sent his son to die for us, you know, his sinless son to die for us, well, then hello that's you know we we can't just turn our backs on all of these other spiritual journeys right. and all of these other spiritual experiences yes. because i think god speaks in the languages that people understand and if you're born in china or japan or indonesia or Africa, or Germany, or France, and you have these different languages, spoken languages, of course you're going to have a different spiritual experience as well because religion is different in other parts of the world. And I do not think that God exclusively speaks English.
1: Amen. Because
0: she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And she, he, it... Divine them, them, you know, it, the
1: divine. Yeah. The divine
0: does not only speak English. Yeah. So, and you know what?
1: It, yeah. No, it, I just, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. I know. Because it's so, it feels so um, present in my consciousness, especially the last couple of years. It's just, I've really, really had a big shift, and so have you. And so have I. And mm-hmm. so we're, we. I would say that, you know, as we've journeyed through this podcast for this last year, we've been doing this now for over a year. over a year. You know, this theme pops up a lot for us. This theme, this thing of religious whatever pops
0: up a lot. It's been a a source of great comfort Mm -hmm. and great pain. Yeah. I mean, both, for both of us. Yeah, yeah. So we should continue this talk, Liz. Yeah. I think we should. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, send us an email at wedancewithskeletons at gmail.com or go to dancingwithskeletons.net and look at the blog and leave us a note there, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to hear what your spiritual journey is, no matter how weird or different or strange, you might think it is, we want to know about it. We Mm -hmm. want to hear about it. We want, we want to walk with you, you know, and we don't want to close the door on anyone. We just want to walk with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, maybe, maybe we'll continue this conversation. So, um, bless you all and we'll see you next time. All right, Deb.